In a world where a man loves movies and loves lists and keeps a list of his 100 favorite movies for over 30 years, what if he made his wife watch those movies in order? And what if he made her talk about it on a podcast? Would she like them? Would she hate them? Can this marriage possibly survive this podcast? Find out what will happen in a world called Craig's List. I got a serious question for you, Carla. What, what the fuck are you doing? This is not shit for you to be messing with. Uh, you ready to hear something? I want, I want you to see if this sounds familiar. Anytime you try a decent podcast, there's 50 ways you can fuck it up. You think of 25 of them, and you're a genius, and you ain't no genius. Is that yeah. Joe Pesci? Is that Joe Pesci? <laughs> no, that's, that's uh, Mickey no, Rourke. <laughs> oh, I forgot. There was more to the bit, but uh, <laughs> but thank you so much for uh, for interrupting. I think my voice is a little hoarse from playing Scrooge in Twister Dickens in Portland, Oregon at the All Armory right, Theater, uh, closing tomorrow. And over six hundred seats. Over six hundred seats. Five ninety nine. I believe. Five ninety nine. So if my voice had not been so hoarse, I would have sounded more like Mickey Rourke and less like Joe Pesci. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But Mickey Rourke is tough because you're in a, you're in a Brando-esque thing, but it's maybe a little, oh, yeah. little higher placed oh. than that. For a second, I thought it was Marlon Brando. <clears throat> you, you ran a gamut of stars yeah. in your mind, didn't you? <laughs> De Niro. Like for Mickey a second Mouse, too. Brando. And then I thought Scorsese, but then I forgot what movie I'd watched. <clears throat> that Scorsese was actually in? Yeah. <laughs> he is. He makes cameos in his movies. That's right. That's we, something I learned doing this podcast. See, you learned a lot. <laughs> well, we, Scorsese was in Taxi Driver. He was also yeah. in as an actor Quiz Show, which he did not direct. Right? Oh. Wasn't he in the other one too? He did have a brief cameo in King of Comedy. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think he has a cameo in Raging Bull also. But you didn't watch that one. Anyway, you weren't listening to the advice of... All I heard was that I'm bad at podcasting. <laughs> you Did you refuse to watch Raging Bull? I did. I've never seen it. I took a pass. A hard pass. Okay, so you're allowed a couple passes. What are the rules of this podcast? Ladies, i got to rein <laughs> this I in up? right away. <laughs> Am I breaking a rule? Look, I haven't introduced you. I haven't explained what movie we're doing. you got to plug in for Twister Dickens, though. Uh. <laughs> Which will be long over when this podcast This airs. is so off the rails so quickly. Hi, Craig's listeners. Uh, we are live from Portland, Oregon. <laughs> Where are you right now? <laughs> Where are we? We're in oh, Jamie's apartment. We're in Jamie's apartment. Three times the size of ours. Oh. But you're a loud girl. And when you I steal the show. When I say Jamie, I of course mean... <laughs> Our guest today, All right. you might remember her from such previous Craigslist episodes as Pinocchio. Yay! Yay. And she's back today to talk about uh, one of my favorite movies. In fact, my 39th favorite movie. <laughs> the longer it takes you to say those words, the less convincing you are that it's your favorite movie. My 39th favorite movie. <laughs> this is episode 62 on Craigslist. Please welcome Jamie Moyer. Yay! Well, Thank well, you both for well, having me back. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for coming back, my friend. As Carla's looking around my apartment and all of this holiday stop. glory. There's so much holiday cheer in this one it's, room. It's cheap cheer because I'm out of town in Portland, Oregon, performing Twist Your Dickens <laughs> at the Armory Theater. 599 seats per night filled with laughing, happy people. And so I, I slightly decorate. I bring some things from home and I buy a few things, but I don't try to try not to go too crazy because financially... It would be a burden every year to do this show and repurchase many, many items. It's lovely. It feels very Christmassy in here. Thank you. So what do you do with all this stuff when you leave? Uh, the, I always get a baby tree and that will go into a donation to either the housekeepers or the theater. And a lot of the ornaments I will pack into my suitcase. And, uh, but I never take the tree. Yeah, that's about it. Cool. Oh, housekeeper reminds me that we have to tip the housekeepers, even though they didn't, they didn't clean our room at all. <laughs> Thank <laughs> Just you. Just leave one last tip. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Carla? 
I'm just high on life. Okay. <laughs> it's the holiday season. Carla we put our cat down yesterday. Oh, <laughs> why are you go. bringing it up? I'm we sorry. said it's on my mind. I'm not going to pretend. <laughs> because Carla is a real person. You know, I know I that there is a Carla character who appears on this podcast, <laughs> but she has bears a very close resemblance to the real Carla Kikowski. And yeah, we put our cat down yesterday. So Mr. Bronco will no longer be making appearances. Yeah. He was a good boy. He was a good boy. He stuck around through Christmas. Yep. He wanted to see one more Christmas, he said. <laughs> he wanted to eat our artificial tree, yeah. which we didn't bring up with us. Oh, yeah. He didn't get the chance to do that uh, like he would every other year. R.I.P. Bronco. R.I.P. What a sweetheart. Okay. So it's with a heavy heart <laughs> that we're talking about this erotic thriller. Today. <laughs> it was so erotic. So erotic. Well, okay. Ladies, oh, he, please he, let don't me. Don't let us go off the rails again. There is a procedure to this. <laughs> I think Jamie's my Greg, favorite. you're sweating a lot. What's going on? <laughs> I really enjoy doing it's this hot. with Jamie. It's hot here in Portland. Oh, man. The heat. <laughs> The heat. I just heat. sweat down my <clears throat> naked back. Oh, man. Everybody was so sweaty in that movie. Oh. Okay. Well, let me introduce the movie first. <laughs> Carla, this is not like you. You cannot wait to talk about this movie. I know. It's Jamie. I'm so excited that Jamie's here. <laughs> it's all my fault. Because you think that you might have found a kindred spirit. Oh, oh I know I did. Bye. Why are you holding my sister? <laughs> Carla tried to high five with Jamie while holding scissors. In Is her Edward hand. Scissorhands on the list? Oh, I wish. Oh, I love that movie. You like that movie? Yeah, I like it. Okay, could be nostalgic based. Sometimes I've watched it in later years and been like, Ugh. I always like it until I don't like it. Yeah, towards the end when. Anthony Michael Hall gets all mean and shit. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? But I love the haircuts. I love the. Um, I love the sculpting of the bushes and stuff. I like a, I like the look of it. I like the Burtony look of it all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not in, it's not on my top list. I will say falls apart in the third act as I most so Tim too. Burton movies do. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know if he's really topped Pee Wee's Big Adventure and Beetlejuice. No. I mean, Jeez. those Beetle are juice. those are pretty great. I like Big Fish a lot, as most men do. Yeah, uh, that's a male, yeah, I feel the same a way. male weepy, and Ed Wood. Ed, Ed Wood, Wood is, is probably good. his his best movie, but most Tim Ed Burton ranges from disappointing to. Almost could have been there. We, yeah, we so were close uh, rehearsing so uh, with a Herald team in L.A. in Ed Wood's old movie studios that's in Hollywood. Right. That's right. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. It was. It's, it's right above Good Luck Bar on the corner of Vermont and Sunset, Sunset and Hollywood, where they oh. all meet. Those studios on the corner, which are rented out for improv rehearsals, or uh, used to be Ed Wood's Ed Wood's office. Yeah. They're like real shitty little real offices. Real shitty. Nice. Yeah. Anyway. The ghost of... Uh, I miss LA. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> we don't believe that. That's the Carla character talking. <laughs> That's not the real Carla. Uh, so guys, we're in the middle of a run of film noir movies. We're in uh, the fourth of five <laughs> movies that are somewhat in the realm of film noir and this has been driving Carla a crazy. This was a pleasant so surprise, though, no? <laughs> uh, we'll talk about it. And <laughs> I think this movie, in a lot of ways, it's not a direct remake, but it's definitely an homage to the movie we did two episodes ago, which was Double Indemnity from 1944. Yeah. You ever seen that? Not even a little. Okay. <laughs> love it. Not even a single indemnity. I don't know that I've seen even one quarter of an indemnity. <laughs> you will love it. Love I'm at negative anonymity. <laughs> negative anonymity. Uh, it's but, basically the same movie, except in black and white. In a lot of ways, this movie is the same movie. Unless sex. Uh, that we see. Yes. Uh, but this movie came out in 1981. It is the directorial debut of Lawrence Kasdan. Oh. Uh, and Lawrence Kasdan Ooh. had uh, was having a, a successful run early in the 80s because he had written The Empire Strikes Back the previous year. He had written Raiders of the Lost Ark and, and on the cachet. I actually like, though, what is it? What's that? Either of those. He's done one other thing that I really like. What is uh, it? Well, after Body Heat, he directed, wrote and directed The Big Chill. 
Yes. Silverado. Like accidental tourist. Accident. You like I accidental tourists? Accidental tourist. oh, Thank you, Jimmy. Oh boy, did we screw up having Mark Evan Jackson on that episode? Oh no, uh, Mark and I really didn't like it. I like that movie a lot. Thank oh, you, Jamie. Sweet. I took it off my that. list after pressure from Carla. Wow, and it's off the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I also read that book though, and the book is very good oh, yeah. too. And I, I really like the Big Chill, which in my, I feel I like too. my mom liked the Big Chill and. Then I saw it, and I I saw it when I was younger, and I didn't know what I I I saw it when I was like I don't know whenever it was on cable first ever yeah and and I just didn't understand a lot about it yeah and there's a who's the dead body someone famous Kevin Costner, Costner. yeah yeah every Lawrence Kasdan movie I believe has either William Hurt Kevin Klein or Kevin Costner mm. in it he's worked with those guys a lot I love you to death was another one he did which I think has both Klein and Hurt mm. and French Kiss is one that you like. Right? I love, I love French Kiss. Wait, I love you to death. Tracy Allman. Yeah. I love that movie. To death. Young River Phoenix. I loved it to death. <laughs> <laughs> and we lost many of its stars. Yeah. Oh, Tracy Allman. All right. What? She's dead? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Now we really have to stop the podcast. As of this recording, Tracy Allman is still alive. <laughs> uh, it does come out a few weeks after we record, so hang in there, Trace. Uh, Tracy, you got this. Take your you emergency. Got this. <laughs> Take your Tracy, what's gonna save all of us? <laughs> Tracy takes on life. Oh, um, last night in my dream, I was smoking a cigarette. I, you're the first people <laughs> I'm telling this to. I love when I smoke in a dream. I smoke them down to the nib. Do you feel like you get Aww. the chemical buzz yes. in your dream that yes. you get from smoking it's, an actual it's, cigarette? It's my favorite thing when I smoke in a dream. It's so wonderful. Speaking of things that kill you that you have to stop, <laughs> I love it. I just now remembered this. Well, I knew when I woke up because I was like, oh, yeah, he smoked that cigarette. And now I remember you're the first people I've told. And maybe the last. I don't think it's that interesting <laughs> to anyone. But I, I was really smoking it and ashing it. And then, I, and then I smoked it all the way to the almost the, the nib of the, you know, the filter. Then I stomped, stamped it out. Okay, let's keep going. Hold on. Craig. But you also have an app on your phone that reminds you how long it's been since you've had your last cigarette. Yes, and last night we all went out after Twist Your Dickens at the Armory <laughs> Theater, nearly 600-seat theater. Uh, but we went out afterwards and was all of us as a group, and Carla and Craig and myself and my cousin Max was there, and they were asking me about how much I was smoking. I pulled out the app and I showed everyone, so it was probably in my mind, subconscious. Yeah. You played Six that years, 28 days. For that dream. That's amazing. It's awful. <laughs> it's awful. I miss it. I remember you smoking, standing outside Second City. Best times of my life. <laughs> All right, oh, speaking of smoking, a lot of smoking in this movie. Thank How's that you. for a segue? Thank <laughs> you. Lots of smoking in this Captain movie. Captain Segway. Uh, so Body Heat came out in 1981, written and directed by Lawrence Kasdan, starring in his second feature film, William Hurt, starring in her first feature film, Kathleen Turner. Oh, so very early in their careers. It also features supporting turns from Mickey Rourke, Ted Danson. So fun. Uh, and who am I forgetting? Uh, yeah. Uh, the microphone in front of your mouth. Cop friend. <laughs> Cop friend. Yes. And Richard Crenna as the, uh, the soon to be dead husband. So this is 1981. So obviously this is, uh, this is an homage to film noir. You know, the classic era of film noir was the forties and fifties. And I think this, uh, kind of set off a wave of both film noir homages and uh, also kind of a run of erotic thrillers uh, at, at the 80s uh, box office. Um, I think it, oh, I think it's something was a instinct. nine and a half weeks <clears throat> starring Mickey Rourke. Uh, Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction. Yes, I love Fatal. Is that on the list? It is not. I have not seen that in years. I like that movie. That holds up pretty. Does it? Well, I, I, <laughs> I don't know what holds up for me because I love movies so much. And I, and a lot of them are tied into my teens when I would ride my yeah. bicycle to rent movies constantly. Yeah. And so I think I have sentimental attachment to certain movies. But yeah, Fatal Attraction is good. That poor bunny. <laughs> Right? That's that movie, right? R.I.P. Bunny. <laughs> R.I.P. But even though Hurt and Turner are at kind of at the beginning of their career and are kind of unknown actors in there, it's still unusual to see a movie with like really graphic sex yeah. with like, with it's like a Hollywood, uh, big studio release, you oh, know? Yeah. 
They're so both I, from the theater, right? They are trained thespians, <laughs> of course. Yes. <laughs> Seems like it. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but this takes place in Florida. It's hot and humid. Oh, Everybody's yeah. sweating the whole time. They I tell get, us about a thousand times. They don't just show us. They constantly talk about they how hot it is. They remind us how hot it is. Oh, I yeah. guess air conditioning is not a thing in Florida. It's not. Is that true? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Carla lived in Florida. There's air conditioning everywhere. <laughs> Did this bring up some good memories of your Florida days? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any good memories of your not Florida really. days? Not <laughs> <laughs> really. I feel like uh, neither of you ladies had seen this before. No. I don't think so. D- uh, did you know anything about it? I thought that Mickey Rourke was the main guy in it. Okay. But he was in another sexy movie from around the Nine and season. a half weeks. That's right. I knew it was Kathleen Turner's big break. I did not know Ted Danson was in it. I don't think I ever saw it. I, there, the only thing I ever, <clears throat> when I was watching it, there was one moment where I'm like, maybe I watched this for a couple of minutes on like cable or something when they were all out to dinner with the husband. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I don't think I ever saw it. And so I was genuinely surprised by some of the twists and turns. And I found the movie to be very enjoyable to watch. I was never bored. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I I think similar to Double Indemnity, you know, it's a kind of like an unwitting fall guy who's kind of thinks of himself as smart, but really isn't that smart, who kind of comes on strong, oh, yeah. thinks that he's kind of driving the train, meets this femme fatale, uh, has a plot to knock off the husband, commit the perfect murder and get away with it. Uh, but all along the femme fatale was playing him. Yes. And so the, the fall guy in this is William Hurt playing Ned Racine, who is kind of a, a seedy small town defense attorney, not particularly good as, at his job, uh, pisses off all the, uh, the local judges. The femme fatale in question is Kathleen Turner is Maddie Walker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, she, I mean, she really blew people away in this movie because she really was kind of harkening back to Lauren Bacall oh, and yeah. Barbara Stanwyck and yeah. Lana Turner, the classic. After seeing Double Indemnity, I was like, because we actually watched Body Heat first, just how, just in the way that we watched them. They were. Yes. And so I didn't get necessarily, I liked what she was doing, but I didn't understand what a, a tribute to those <laughs> ladies it was until I watched Double Indemnity. And then I was like, oh. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And it's supposed to be, it's set in the early 80s, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's set contemporary, but the dialogue does have kind of like that punchy Raymond Chandler feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, it's slightly heightened. It's not played campy or anything, but it's definitely, it's very written, Mm -hmm. uh, but there's a lot of kind of fun exchanges. Well, they uh, could have messed it up by, by, the, the performances were good because some of the dialogue, it's like, well, I think we know what we have to do. Kill your husband. <laughs> like, you'd be like, what the fuck? But then Hurt pulls it off so well and yeah. she's just steamy, smoky hot. Um, and, you know, ladies, lady listeners, shout out to young Mickey Rourke, young Ted Danson and young William Hurt. That was a trio of hotties. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a trio of hotties. Yeah. Mickey Rourke. Hey, yummy. <laughs> it's like from that to the wrestler. Hey, that's some hard living, but <laughs> he looked good. Yeah. Yeah. What happened to that guy? He went through a lot. He, he was also a boxer. I'm sure I could read online. Yeah. I think he, he <laughs> fucked up his face with boxing specifically. Really? For real? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his face just got battered. Oh, uh, and then he had a lot of plastic surgery to correct oh, that. No. I love the wrestler. I love The Wrestler. That was so good. Very depressing. That movie made me cry harder. Yeah. Yeah. That was I tough. cried so hard at the end of that. There's like probably, <clears throat> I don't know, a Baker's Dozen movies where I like cry really hard at the end. Where you and can't like, breathe. I, I have to like, yeah. I, if I'm in a theater, I have to be like, keep it together. And like, that was one of them. I, just the way it, I'll start crying right now. The way it ended in the like unknown, but you do know. Oh. It got me. That's got in the me. same category as Million Dollar Baby for me. Yeah. yeah. Those two movies. I've only seen that once and could only see that once. Yeah. I've rewatched the rest of it. But I, Million Dollar Baby, I was one and done with that one. Yeah. That was rough. I've seen them both multiple times. Are either of them on your list? <laughs> they're not on the list. Yeah. You you caught a break there, Carla. Well, but I think they're excellent, both yeah. of those movies. 
Uh, but this is the year before. Uh, oh wait, what were you talking about? <laughs> we're talking about Mickey Rourke. Um, oh, right. th- this is the year before Diner, which we also watched oh, yeah, uh, yeah. earlier on my list, yeah. which kind of really broke him. He had been in a couple things. He had cameos in uh, or small parts in Heaven's Gate, the famous flop, and 1941, Steven Spielberg's famous flop. Yeah. Uh, but this is really the movie that even he's got less than four minutes of screen time, but this movie really broke he him. He does? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's got two scenes with yeah. William wow. Hurt and he basically is a, uh, a demolitions and arson expert. So yeah. he's a criminal that William Hurt, uh, consults to figure out how to blow up a building and, uh, and get rid of the husband's body and make it look like, uh, like arson. Uh, but he really made an impression. Oh, yeah. He did on me. I was like, hachi, <laughs> machi. And I thought Ted Danson was a little hottie in it, too. Yeah. And this is... The only thing about Mickey Rourke... Okay. I don't like long nails on men. It really grosses me out. <laughs> did he have those in the movie? Kind of, a little bit. Like long I don't like that shit either. Cut yeah. your shit. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, cut your shit. Cut your shit. <laughs> cut you want to get with this? Catch it. What? No one's calling. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. <laughs> okay. Long nails are all right. Uh, <laughs> long nails are right. Just please, someone call. God. Ugh. Anyway, back to other people getting to have sex all the time. They did it all over that movie. And William Hurt also was doing it with other women constantly. I know. This is before STDs were prominently before, featured. Before on- they were a thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> Before they were discussed, he, they wanted to let us know. This is the this is what I think the movie people wanted to let us know. He's not hard up for pussy, right. so that when he goes down this rabbit hole with her, no pun intended, it's he he falls hard. He's in. He's in. Yeah. He's, he's not a, like some nerdly guy who never gets it. He's a horn right. dog, and he's getting it all over town. Yeah. And he sees this woman at like a local band shell. Uh, like she's leaving a concert. Now, obviously, I mean, spoil, we spoilers, we learn, you know, that she, you know, set him up. she set him up all along, but he seemingly just kind of randomly meets her on the, uh, the street. I mean, she must have known. And he sees her and he's like, bubbing. Yeah, he's like, ooh, some easy pussy to get. And then she's like, you'll work for this. <laughs> and she makes him work. And their first exchange and then he is breaks into her house. <laughs> Sorry, uh, get ahead of myself. She's got that line: "You aren't too smart, are you?" I like that in a man. He says, "What else do you like? Lazy, ugly, horny? I got them all." <laughs> and, she, and she says, "You don't look lazy." <laughs> that was great. That was a great exchange. <clears throat> And then he, uh, she spills like an ice cream or like a snow cone on herself or something. Yeah. And, uh, and, or he accidentally knocks into her and spills her, uh, no, ice- it's, it's an icy. It's, it's like an, an icy. icy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, uh, I'll clean that off. And she's like, you don't want to lick it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then he's right. like, boy. <laughs> And then she ghosts his ass so she can really build up the tension. <laughs> And then he keeps running into her, runs into her at a, uh, a restaurant, uh, around town, uh, in, in her neck of the woods, which is like the, the ritzy area. Uh, and she's got a husband who's out of town a lot, conveniently. She keeps talking about her chimes and invites him back to see the chimes. Like real chimes. She's got serious chimes. She got chimes for days. <laughs> you know what? To the point of tackiness, there's yeah. too many wind chimes on her balcony. Shells. Her balcony was filled with like a lot of yeah. puka shell wind chimes. I'm like, at least get some cute like animals up in here. <laughs> this all the, it was all the same kind of chime. You're right. Almost as though she needed to lure him over for something and bought some, bought out the, all at the same yeah. store. puka shop. Yeah. It was like a touristy <clears throat> kind of. You would get those in any tourist shop in Florida. <laughs> and right? then so she she's like, you've seen the chimes, now go. <laughs> so weird. That was really weird. <laughs> and so he uh, he's about to leave. He goes to his car and then he's like, I'm not leaving. He, he goes around back. Uh, the doors are locked. He tries to get in through the door. And he can see her. He can see her. Windows. She's standing there kind Heaved of breast. Kind of touching herself. Yeah. Uh, he grabs a chair, throws it through the window. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, and then, um, they, 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 use, your ma- they, use your imagination. They F all over. They F. 
real hard. And then they F for about the next 20 minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah. And they F in different rooms. They <laughs> F all over the place. <laughs> and it's very sweaty. <laughs> His body is taut. <laughs> <laughs> They make all the sweat run down their little taut body. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I saw this in the 80s. uh, With your parents? No. I I would have been, there were a fair amount of like sexual movies that I either accidentally watched with my parents or like they came in while I was watching something on cable to like check in of like, what is he watching? And I'm like, oh God, no. (laughs) Uh, Because believe me, as a teenage boy in the 80s, like you knew uh, when, when you're reading the TV code and, or, or when it come out at the beginning of an HBO movie and be like, Oh, in, I know yeah. what in is. Yeah. That's nudity. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. I'm like, and then you're scouring the movie for any possible. Nudity. You're like, where's all the end? Yeah. <laughs> I want to see F and an N. I didn't know that. That's really funny. <laughs> it is yeah, true. Yeah. I don't know that. Yeah. Because I didn't L for language, for V for violence. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. you, you read the letters. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, this is a movie I saw a lot on cable in the 80s. So this is my erotic thriller. Mm. Good for you. <laughs> Yay. Mine was Sense and Sensibility. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I've only seen the TV version because I don't remember the erotic uh, oh, pretty explicit hot. sex scenes in that. Did you have a m- the way they look at each other over those <laughs> <laughs> pianofortes? <laughs> Did you have a movie like that, Jamie? I think it's got to be Basic Instinct. That was like, yeah. what are they doing? This is yeah. spicy. <clears throat> Believe it or not, I, I've, bl- I've never seen that. Never seen Basic Instinct. Really? Yeah. Somehow, I I did not see it. I didn't purposely avoid it. I just never got to I it. I have movies like that. I don't know. I don't. I would be curious to see what you think of it now. I don't know. Probably <clears throat> doesn't hold up. It is Paul Verhoeven, right? Of uh, of showgirls and uh, oh, yeah, Robocop right. and Total Recall. You know, fame. I love you Total know Recall. anything about Basic Instinct? Do you know about any special oh, yeah. things? Yeah, you know about well, you know. I know the legs crossing scene, you know, crash yeah. shot, but like, do you know? Yeah, about the, I know that Newman's in it. Do you know about the ending? No, what's the ending? I don't it's remember. something. It, it's involved. Does it, it, she have a lesbian lover? Or something? I want you to see it. Then I'm not going to tell you. I you think I see know. It. Can you can you can you get off the list for a little while and <laughs> take a dip in a different pool? I take all kinds of dips all the time, Jamie. I'm dipping dip all over dapping. the place. We all three dipped together to see Itania, which was yeah. excellent. Yeah, Itania was. But uh, so I great. I be side note, and let's get back to our our purpose, but. I'd be curious to know what you thought about Basic Instinct because it's okay. got some cool things going on. There. And Craig's listeners, if you want to uh, make a uh, make a argument for why I should watch Basic Instinct, oh. please weigh on that. Yes. Does, does it hold up? Tweet in, at us. In 2018. I think I haven't seen Basic Instinct. I saw the other one with the Baldwin. Sil- sliver. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's another hot stuff. There's some sex. I saw that when I worked at the movie theater. I, I saw a lot of movies also because I worked at a movie theater as a teenager and I uh, would sneak into the movies a lot. You know what? Again, side note, and then we should get back. But I <laughs> saw The Sixth Sense. I had heard nothing about it, not a word. I think sometimes if someone goes, um, do you know what it, to look for? They say one little thing. Yeah. I did not. Know it because, but I would have if even one person would have said one mother yep. thing to me. I saw it so early on yeah. too. I did not see it the first weekend, but maybe the second weekend. And I just kind of heard that it was good. And I didn't even have anybody who's like, Oh, you should see it. I was just like, Oh, I heard this new Bruce Willis movie is good. And I was totally surprised. Me too. But yeah. then when people are like, I wasn't surprised. I'm like, cause you know something, bitch. I didn't even see waiting. a commercial. I didn't know anything about it. I think too at the time. I mean, it was so different because not a lot of movies were doing that kind of thing where it was such a big twist at the end like yeah. that. So even, if, <laughs> so even if people were talking about it, they maybe ne- weren't necessarily, yeah. you know, trying to spoil it in that way. But yeah, I, I think I saw it the first weekend and I was blown away. Well, back. And back to Body Heat and Double Indemnity, <laughs> yes. by the way. Uh, I would say that's one of the things that I really enjoy about Body Heat. Uh, I, I think 
the the courtship phase of double indemnity the the of how they hook up all of their saucy dialogue together the plot to murder the husband the the actual murder scene that's better done in double indemnity than it is in body heat yeah you know first half but i really think body heat gets better and better as it goes on Mm -hmm. and i think it handles the uh as opposed to like fred mc and i mean there's good stuff in double indemnity too of fred mcmurray trying to cover his tracks and trying uh not to screw up in front of keys his boss Mm -hmm. um but all the stuff in the second half of uh uh ted danson who plays his uh prosecutor buddy slowly kind of figuring out what's going on and his cop buddy uh they've got the goods on him or they begin to suspect him and he's kind of getting deeper and deeper into it i think all of the tension of that is so well oh i agree i just like i said i i just really enjoyed this movie i did not i wanted to just watch it all the way through i didn't i was just like whoa whoa, oh and then there was stuff that we figure out before Mm -hmm. he does but Mm -hmm. there are some little things they hide from us too and um I just loved I mean we're in a full spoiler zone here. Yeah. Yeah. I love that when he's laying in the thing and he in jail and he goes, She's alive. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. Of course she was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You we all knew she was, but you know what? Honestly, the 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 murder of the friend and that all that mm-hmm. shit I was like, Oh, this is good. I think that double indemnity is different in that uh it really felt like the twist of, of body heat was that she had set him up the whole time. Mm-hmm. And in double indemnity, it feels more like he pisses her off at a certain point. Mm. Like there's that scene in the grocery like they, store. They could have been a couple. They could have. And e- even if she was, you know, setting him, him up, it still felt like she was probably going to stay with him or something. Yeah. And then he really pisses her off. <laughs> <laughs> That's a double indemnity. Yeah. But in this one, it's like, it feels like purposeful, a, purposeful twist like by the way she set him up from the first day kind of thing yeah i, li- I like in body heat though that william hurt is the one who thinks he has the idea yeah like, i mean she kind of drops in the first hint and he's kind of onto her but then like you know a, a few minutes later he's like we're gonna kill your husband yeah you know? well she- she's like my husband's a terrible man and in that moment, I remember thinking, maybe he is, but I have a feeling he might be not that bad. But I'm like, maybe he is a bad man. Then when you see him, not that bad. <laughs> I felt kind of bad for him. Uh, well, he's like a sleazy, like maybe like mob connected Yeah, they kind of insinuate that he's a, a mobster. Yeah, but he's not like, bitch, get over here and right. bring me my right. dinner. He like seems like he genuinely loves her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which is really sad. Uh, oh, another thing that's different uh, in Double Indemnity, he shows up on her doorstep to sell her insurance. Yes. She doesn't manipulate that event into happening. Yes. And then, so in Body Heat, <clears throat> Kathleen Turner manipulates their meeting yes. the, for the first time. So it's really like, you know, uh, Barbara Stanwyck is like, oh, sees the opportunity as opposed to being truly evil and yeah. seeking oh, like out. opportunity falls in her lap. Exactly. Yeah. Which, is, which I like. I got to see this double anemonity. Double C anemonity. I got a anemonity. Anemonity. But that's one of the things I like about Body Heat is that as he starts to get more and more information, like he runs into a lawyer like he knew from another case and he's like, oh, yeah, I gave a referral to this lady about a year ago. Yeah, when that shit started going, I'm like, oh, she diabolical. Yeah. <laughs> she she sniffed you out. You thought it was you and it was her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, let's go chronologically through the movie a little bit with a segment that we like to call Carla's Quote. Yay! I love Carla's Quote. (laughs) (laughs) She's feeling her oats and Craig's taking notes. Whatever they are, it's Carla's Quote. As the opening titles are going, Carla said, you're a big Bill Hurt fan, aren't you? (laughs) And Katie Turner. (laughs) Oh, Bill and Katie. Bill and Katie. You're really close with both of them. I'm glad this was a couple weeks ago because I don't remember shit about what I said. (laughs) What what are your other Katie Turner movies? Well, I did have Accidental Tourist, as I said. I think that's the only Katie Turner on my list. Katie Turner movie I love. I know. One, two, three. Romancing the Oh! I love, I love Peggy Sue Got too. Married. Yeah. She had a really good run of fun, like romantic comedy. Romancing the Stone and Jewel of the Nile. Eh. Uh, 
War of the Roses. I love War of the Roses. Yeah. A lot of people hate that movie. It I did like not it a do lot. well. I like that movie. I like Peggy Sue Got Married quite I a bit. Really, I think Peggy Sue Got Married might be my favorite Kathleen Turner. That's her movie. only yeah. nomination came for that movie. Oh, she deserved it. She was so good in that. When I first started to want to be an actress, I remember that was a movie that I saw. I was like, I could do that. And I have. You have. <laughs> We've achieved it. Well, I know I have. I'm performing in Twist Your Dickens <laughs> at the Armory Theater in Portland. Nearly 600 seats <clears throat> filled to the brim every night. 600. All right, keep going with these quotes. I love Carla's quotes. Uh, I do have to credit, by the way, the music of John Barry. I think the score is great for this movie. Oh, yeah. And he wrote like this uh, classic, you know, noirish, uh, 40-ish uh, yeah, uh, theme, theme yeah. song that keeps coming back throughout the movie. And I never got tired of hearing no. it. Like, I, re- I really like the, uh, the theme. Yeah. Uh, John Barry, of course, did the music for Dances with Wolves. Oh, Another, I love that movie. Well, that was one that you avoided, oh, Carla. That's right. Uh but he also How won- many passes do you get? <laughs> I've only done two. She took passes on Dancing with Wolves and Raging Bull. Anything with an animal in the title, <laughs> she doesn't like. Bulls and wolves. Well then watch out. Secret Life of Pets, Craig's number three <laughs> movie on Craigslist. It was just pets in general, that's fine. A specific animal uh she can't handle. Um <laughs> But uh, John Barry also won the Oscar for Out of Africa, which has some oh. great movie in that, great music in that, and uh, best known though for writing the Bond theme. I think you're doing Mission Impossible. <laughs> what, what am I doing? What am I doing? Is that Bond? Yep. Very good. Bum, bum, That's also bum, the noise bum, I make bum, when bum, I'm looking bum, in bum, 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 the refrigerator bum, bum, to figure out what I'm going to eat. <laughs> da, 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 grapes. <laughs> so right away the movie opens with William Hurt uh, just having bedded uh, a woman who might be his secretary. I'm, I'm not sure if, uh, unclear. If, if it was the same woman. Uh, but Jamie's it kind of it kind of opens on his bare back. Yep, his taut back <laughs> muscles. Well, Carla said, "Gross, he's too sweaty for this movie." <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you didn't realize you were in for a treat. <laughs> oh, that was the beginning too. Here's Carla. Three minutes in, I have a feeling I'm not going to like this movie. Oh, <laughs> Carla. Uh, we meet Ted Danson early, who's playing Lowenstein. Uh, all of the, uh, the cops and lawyers hang out at the same diner, uh, in this small town in Florida. Called Car- Betty's, Sadie's, Janet's. <laughs> what is it? It's a girl's name. Sylvie's. <laughs> Wendy's. <laughs> Uh, well, Carla said, I feel like Ted Danson's been 40 years old for 80 years. <laughs> <laughs> like, he looked a little older back then and yeah. he looks great now. Yeah. Uh, this is before Cheers, guys. Yeah. Like, oh. Hey, guys. And I, I think we know now, uh, like, what a range he has. Uh, but if you, you only knew him for years as Sam Malone, you know, mm-hmm. and that should really, uh, Make you even more impressed about what a good job he did to Sam Malone. He's a great actor. Yeah. Anyone ever seen Made in America? Ted Danson, Whoopi Goldberg. No. Neil Long, Will Smith. No. Well, check it out, baby. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg and Ted Danson are, are, and this could possibly be around there a couple time, but Whoopi Goldberg has a baby via sperm donation, Neil Long. Yolanda goes to find her dad, and in him does find Ted Danson, oh. a used car salesman. <laughs> anyway. Uh, also, Three Men and a Baby. Oh, sure. yes, of course. Never and, seen that either. And a little lady. Yep. Never seen Three Men and anybody. You're really missing out. <laughs> that was Steve Gutenberg, Ted Danson, and who was the third man? Selick, baby. Oh, duh. <laughs> He's the main guy. <laughs> Uh, but Ted Danson in this movie is Lowenstein, and he's, uh, he's kind of a, uh, he's constantly dancing like Fred Astaire, <laughs> uh, and he's kind of, uh, uh, affected, uh, but it's a really fun performance, oh, yeah. uh, especially as you realize in the back half of the movie that he's pretty good at his, at his job. Yeah. And there's a really great scene where he's basically kind of warning William Hurt, who is his buddy, of just like, dude, like, we've got the goods on you of like, stop going in this lady's house of like, we kind of, we kind of know what's he going on. He tried to warn him so carefully. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so 
I forget the name of the diner. However, the waitress at the okay. diner is Carla's friend Jane Halloran. Yep. And uh, wow. and when she first appeared, Carla said, "Jane, good job, Jane. <laughs> That's great." And yeah. she was a, a character actress who worked a lot in the seventies and eighties. Mm-hmm. And how did you meet her? I met her selling tickets at the Amundsen Theater <laughs> about eight years ago for uh for their plays. We worked in the box office. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, and I just great. reconnected with her a few months ago on Facebook. Well, text her and ask her what is the name of the restaurant. <laughs> I think it's Janet, Sadie's, Danielle's. She has the best stories because she came up uh, in New York with Meryl Streep and John Cazale and Christopher Walken. And so she like has all these pictures of all these guys wow. from the 70s. <laughs> Her character is named Stella, but the diner is not called Stella's. It's, it's not her place. She's Minnie's. But do you think they just call it Stella's because she's there? Maybe. You want you want us to call it Stella's from now on? I'd like that. Okay. <laughs> I think you're right, actually. I think they do refer to it as her place. Okay. They're like, let's go to Stella's? I don't know. I think when, so. When we first meet Kathleen Turner, uh, she's, she's walking out of the concert, and then there's kind of like uh, – classic wind through her hair blowing her dress and everything and carla said well i'm confused the wind is blowing through her through his hair and her dress but everyone's using their programs to fan themselves yeah that was weird right (laughs) no just me they wanted they a fan provides more consistent air coverage than just a random breeze (laughs) yeah it gives you that Flappy. Focused, intense. Yeah, it's like boom, boom, boom. Uh, the name of the small diner where the legal eagles hung out was Stella's Coffee Shop. It was Stella. It is her place. Yeah. Wow. wow. She's out on the. You know what? She's out on the floor, <laughs> running her own place. Get it, girl. Get it. Get it. Uh, apparently, this movie was shot during a uh, unseasonably cold winter in Florida. <laughs> oh, awkward. So, <laughs> while everybody's pretending it's so hot, the actors were freezing their asses off throughout the whole movie. That's why all those nipples were so <clears throat> erect. Oh, my. <laughs> Ned Racine has a line about somebody rubbing uh, his tired muscles, and Carla said, I need someone to rub my tired muscles, oh. too. And you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that might, that makes me think. While the podcast is going on, I might plug in my, what is that called? Foot massager? No, what's that? Back massager. What is it, though? Heating pad. <laughs> heating pad. Ooh, it took me a moment. Plug in your heating I'm pad. I'm going to. Keep yeah. talking. It's okay. a very small room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a very famous exchange where where he's like, uh, you probably shouldn't wear that. And she's like, this is a blouse and skirt. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> and he says, uh, you shouldn't wear that body. And then he said, you shouldn't wear that body. And Carla added, heat. (laughs) (laughs) When he goes to her place to see the wind chimes, Carla said, I have a feeling they're going to sleep together. (laughs) (laughs) She shows him the house. She shows him the boathouse out back, which uh, ends up uh, playing into the plot. Oh, yeah. Uh, And uh, and I think he says, uh, boathouse, what's in it? And Carla said, a boat, duh. (laughs) (laughs) And during that first sex scene where he throws the chair through the window, Carla said, you must have been a teenager when you saw this, right? (laughs) (laughs) I forgot I said that. When they were done, Carla said, I hope they used a condom. (laughs) They did not. (laughs) Then during the second sex scene, Carla said, is this? Rated R. (laughs) Oh, no, it must have been during the first sex scene because she also said, how is she going to explain the broken glass to her husband? Oh, right? They never. I thought that, too, but I figured it would be the wind. Uh... It (laughs) It was so windy. (laughs) Or she could just say, someone robbed us. Yep. And maybe you shouldn't work every week away from home. Come up on the weekends. <laughs> now, Carla noticed uh, Mickey Rourke's name in the credits and kept guessing as to who he might play because it's a while before he made his first appearance. Yeah. She keeps referencing her housekeeper, and Carla said, does Mickey Rourke play her housekeeper? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> the husband was not suspicious. We never actually saw the housekeeper, did we? We never did. We do in Double Indemnity. And we hear about the housekeeper a lot. 
She's even blamed for things that she didn't do. I right? wonder if there ever was a housekeeper. <gasps> wow. Because there's the whole thing of she's like, well, the uh, because his glasses have gone missing, which could pin William Hurt to the murder because his fingerprints are going to be Dude, on them. I bet you there was no housekeeper. There was no housekeeper. She, he, she conveniently only mentioned the housekeeper for moments to help herself. Yes. Oh, oh, there was something else. She's changing, pulling up the sheets. Oh, yeah. She's like, I have to wash them myself. I don't want the housekeeper to wash. Exactly. These. I don't, yes. I, I don't want the, the, the information is power. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Knowledge is power. Yeah. You think that dragon lady is letting some other woman into her house to clean her shit? No, oh. she's no. too diabolical for that. <laughs> uh, you really, did you really just come up with this? It didn't occur to me till just it now that either. maybe there is no housekeeper. Why do we never see her? We then? never saw her. Right. Yeah. That's good. There's a, a fun little misdirect that also ends up playing into the uh, the plot as well is that he uh they've been seeing each other like every night. Uh he goes to her place, he sees a woman in the gazebo like with her back <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, lady, you want to fuck?" Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and the woman turns around and it's not her. Yeah. It's instead her visiting friend. That's good right. the shit out of me. What if that was like his wife's sister? Yeah. <laughs> what a dumbass. So, I mean, that that's just another kind of in, indication that William Hurt is... Dumbass. ...is not the smartest guy and is not covering his tracks well throughout. Um dummy. There, she has a, a niece, uh, her her husband's <laughs> uh, sister's <laughs> kid, who stays with them and, and walks in on them in the middle of a sex act. And then that kind of uh, plays into... Uh, that that's another clue against him. So I really think they use everything really well yeah. in this movie. They set up things and start knocking them down in the uh, in the second act or in the third act. That is, mm. um, and then that whole scene uh, where he's like, "We're gonna kill your husband." He didn't do anything to us other than you know get in our way. Yeah. Uh, th- I believe this is. Uh, I believe they're both shirtless during the scene and kind of like they're kind of touching each other and uh, embracing during this whole thing. And when the scene was done, Carlos said, had they been having sex that whole time? <laughs> <laughs> very, very still sex. <laughs> We're going to kill him. You're missing <laughs> out on Jamie's physicality right now. I'm moving jerkily <laughs> and slowly. I wish I could describe it in great detail for Craig's listeners, but uh, I'll let you use your imagination. Use your imagination. And okay. there's a heating pad on my back. <laughs> She's very taut. So now my back is sweating and taut. <laughs> there's a really weird... Craig, cut that part out. <laughs> when they start to commit the uh, the crime, like they murder him at home and then they've got to like dispose of the body... In this, uh, this, oh, I like that they didn't tell us ahead of time how they were going to murder him. So when it happens, I felt very confused, but in yeah. a good way, where I was like, "What's going to happen? What's going on?" It's great. Like you do get the sense that her husband like can handle himself, you know. Uh, and she literally, I think, does not know that he has a gun. Yeah. So, and then he goes downstairs thinking there's an intruder. William Hurt is there waiting to murder him, and she yells out, "He's got a gun." Which the husband thinks is about the intruder, but she's really yelling it to her lover. If that part to me was sad. Yeah. He believes his wife so hard, her whole wholeheartedly. Plus they just she had says, sex. He has a gun and, and the husband goes, where? And then he's fucking clubbed to death. Yeah. And then he sees it's this guy he met at the restaurant like a few days <gasps> yeah. ago. Like the, yeah. Oh, brutal. And they just had sex. Yeah. Right. Turner and her husband. She used her greatest weapon. Because <laughs> he was like, not gonna. What was the deal? He was like, "I have a, I have sleeping disorder. I have to get up and walk around." She was like, "Really? Or would you like to walk around in this?" Aren't <laughs> <laughs> those the exact words? <laughs> um, so, but also on that night, like he needs to establish an alibi, just like Fred McMurray is like uh, drops off his car at the at the yeah. garage and everything, and. uh so he drives down and stays at a hotel in Miami, then drives back up. But at one point, he passes a clown. Do you remember that? Yeah, a clown in a car. It's a. I don't. <laughs> well, you really said weird. you said what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Carla just thought she dreamed that clown. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like all this is going on, and then a clown just drives by in like a car, <laughs> like a full, full clown. 
Oh, very yeah. bizarre. And then William Hurt's like, huh. And all the audience is like, <clears throat> huh. And Kazden's like, I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> then when they dispose of the body at his like abandoned building that his uh, business owns, uh, and then the, they're about to ignite the uh, the demolitions or, or whatever, uh, cops drive by and they got to kind of hide in their car. And Carlos said, are you kidding me? These guys can't catch a break. Oh. Uh, but it's just classic, like building tension by of like, are all these oh, things yeah. get, and Wait, were you talking about the cops or, uh, her? I don't remember. Uh, you were talking about Bill and Katie. Oh, yeah, yeah. They couldn't, you wanted true. them to get away with the crime. Oh. But, uh, but again, that's a, a major trope of film noir that is that they put you in the criminal's head. Right. And that's just how good movie making works is like you empathize with those people and, and, they just murdered a guy and they're trying to get away with it and you want them to. Yeah. Or at least, you know, it, you, you're not consciously thinking that, but emotionally you're wrapped up in the tension of that. And I think that tension is really well played. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I think this is, uh, toward the middle of the movie, then talking about Kathleen Turner. Uh, she's being dramatic. I guess killing your husband is dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Ted Danson on his Danson. Uh, hey, Ted Danson, who knew you were such a fossy? Thank you. <laughs> Did you notice that William Hurt, every time as soon as he stopped jogging, he'd smoke a cigarette? Yeah. <laughs> Gross. That was the 80s, man. Then one time he went jogging, Ted Danson started dancing around, then William Hurt ran up. It was weird. That whole scene was a little weird. Yeah. I thought so too, but I still thought he was a good dancer. <clears throat> he was. And apparently he thought he was a great dancer because he couldn't stop himself from dancing <laughs> everywhere he went. <laughs> uh, now, as things are starting to kind of crumble uh, out of control for Ned Racine, uh, I think he said at one point, I don't have any good ideas. And Carla said, how about don't murder people? You should know better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here comes the judgment. Oh. And but then, he murdered someone. And then she said, you've been played again, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> this is when I started to go a little crazy. <laughs> Carla said, is this considered a noir? Is that why he's making people smoke so much? <sighs> yeah. Then here's Carla bringing in a little local knowledge. People do crazy shit in Florida. Their brains melt. They can't think straight. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was uh, uh, honestly... Part of it. I feel like yeah. he was trying to drive that into our heads as well. Yeah. Crazy from the heat. Yeah, crazy from the heat. Everyone kept acting in that way, saying the, basically saying just that. Yeah. So finally, as more and more information is starting to come in about his, his paramour, uh, Maddie Walker, uh, he knows that he's been played. Uh, she, she wrote a new will for her husband that he wasn't in. She tried oh. to get him and he's oh, like, no, yeah. no, that's too dangerous, you know, because she was going to split the estate with the niece, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, so she's the obstacle. So he's like, you should be happy with half. That's going to be fine. Uh, but she arranges the will to get all of it. And she knows because she's heard of his, uh, history with this judge that he's written bad contracts in the past. Yeah. Uh, and that, that, that was a surprise. Yeah. yeah. And then so he, he figures out he's being played. Uh, he runs into Mickey Rourke again, who tells him, uh, okay, yeah, he's, he's arrested. He's picked up for some other thing. And he's also like, I got a new lawyer, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but he, he, he calls him William Hurt specifically to warn him because he's like, this lady approached me last week and uh, asked me to do another job like we did. She said that you knew about it. Uh, yeah. Asked me how to rig up a thing to a door. He's like, do you know anything about this? And, and Hurt kind of shakes his head. He's like, okay, well, it's good that you know. <laughs> you oh. know it's another great little scene. So basically, uh, he knows that she's going to try to kill him. Yeah. William Hurt knows that he, Kathleen Turner is going to try he to kill him. suspects. Right. Hot, strongly. That was the one thing, though. The minute one clue came in. I don't understand, but then I think maybe he thought, maybe maybe this is a coincidence. But like the minute the other lawyer's like, "Oh, I told this woman, Maddie Walker, to look you up," I feel like in that moment he could be, he should have been like, "Wait a minute, I just killed her husband for her. I don't know about this." But it took several more people giving him clues before he would even consider it. And then even up to the end, he's like, "Listen, 
is it going to be us or am I in some kind of trouble? She's like, why don't you try that door and you'll find your answer behind the door. He's like, maybe I will. And second thought, you try the door. Well, what happens is she lures him to the house because she's like, oh, that housekeeper who probably doesn't exist. Uh, she finally returned Edmund's glasses oh, and yeah. uh, you got to go get them. They're in the boathouse. Yeah. So he goes, he checks out the boathouse. He sees it's rigged sees the to, wire. to blow up. Uh, and then he waits for her. She shows up and this is not necessarily like a, a very, uh, I mean, it, it's well shot. Uh, there's not a lot of showy, um, cinematography or anything, but there's two really cool shots of him, uh, lined up, uh, with her walking away toward the boathouse. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to the other side, which is his buddy Oscar, the cop, uh, is waiting behind him. They're kind of, uh, set up in a line to it. I really like those, those back to back shots. Cool. So she goes to the boathouse and it blows up. Yeah. Uh, Maddie is dead. Or is she? Is she? <laughs> And I love then that it just cuts. We don't see his arrest. We don't see his trial or anything. It just cuts to him in prison. Which, which I thought was like, cool. Yeah. It's like they got the goods on him. Of course he's going to prison. Right. You I know. just Googled body heap housekeeper, but we might have to go deep into the internet to figure this out. <laughs> or do we have to go to the deep net to find deep, that? Deep net. Deep fishing net. <laughs> I loved how we didn't have to bother seeing his trial and shit. That was yeah. great to me. Yeah. yeah. But he had way more facial hair. Obviously he had been in jail a while. And then all of a sudden he goes... <clears throat> Maddie's alive. She's alive. Yeah. He sat up in bed. Just like, like he I just did realized it that, that she set him up. <laughs> yes. And then uh, he gets a package that he's been waiting for. And it's her old high school yearbook. And uh, it turns out there was no Maddie Walker. The mm-hmm. name that he was told that her friend had was her name. That they had somehow she had convinced her friend to... Switch identities. Switch identities. Double identities. And that's, and because the, his cop buddy is like, that was Maddie Walker's body yeah. in the bo- in the boathouse. And it sure was, but it wasn't Kathleen Turner. Oh. And cut to her on the beach in Brazil with some new guy. And don't forget, <laughs> there was the that line that, that was like, oh no, it was in the yearbook. Where do you want to end up? On a tropical isle. Yes. Uh, Nothing but money. Her nickname in high school was The Vamp, and it said to be rich and live in an exotic land. Uh, And I love the new hair color she had on the island. (laughs) (laughs) She went for like a deeper auburn or smoky. No, maybe more like a... You can tell she felt a little bad, though. I agree. Her eyes, she had this her sunglasses on, but her eyes were like this. Again, for Craigslist listeners... Sorry, but they were like, what have I done? Like, she was almost like she was going. Did you notice that? Jamie looks like she's having a stroke right now. She couldn't relax. Her eyes were like, they were flickering. Yeah. In pain and horror. She seemed uh, contrite. Because the the man that she was with said something to her, and then she just looked annoyed and sad. Maybe she would rather be with William Hurt. I I think she loved him. Mm. You do. Wow. You're a hopeless romantic, Carla. <laughs> you really do? Huh. I think she wanted the money more. I think she probably really did love him. Yeah. And maybe there were moments where, because they did indicate the lawyer or the cop was kind of like, listen, if the sister wants the money, now this woman, Maddie Walker, wants her identity back. It was like a lot of people were getting in her way and it got all so messy. She's like, the best thing I can do is just ghost out of this situation mm-hmm. but if it had been simpler maybe she would have ended up with him yeah yep uh the, in double indemnity she there's that great moment at the end where she tries to kill him and she can't because she realizes yeah. that she's fallen in love with him and then he kills her yeah oh okay well i guess you don't need to see it jamie <laughs> She'll see it. She won't remember. You guys, this is a movie from 1942. I should have seen it by now. Spoiling it. I feel like I've been alive that long. Oh yeah, love this old bag of bones. Why didn't anybody tell me that uh, that Sharon Stone uncrosses her legs? (laughs) You gotta watch it. Will you watch it? Tell me if you do. Okay. Maybe the thing that you see when she uncrosses her legs is not what I think you're gonna see. It's a cigarette. In my mind, anyway. <laughs> uh, Carla, you want to give Body Heat a letter grade? I'm really torn up about this one. I really enjoyed it once the murder happened. Uh huh. 
Uh, and then I was like, what's going to go, what's going on? I'm going to give it an A minus. A minus. Yeah. Wow. It's leaning towards a B plus, but that last hour of the movie really. Oh, cool. Worked for me. Yeah. I, I felt like, uh, during the buildup that you were getting a little impatient with the buildup to the murder. Just a lot of sex. <laughs> I, I didn't know where it was going, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad then. Uh, Jamie, what are you going to give it? I give it a steamy <laughs> A minus as well. Steamy A minus. I okay. found it to be very entertaining as I think movies ought to be. And I taught to be taught bodies. And I also, <laughs> frankly, sometimes when watching movies from eras begone, get a little irritated, but this one held up for me. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. It was a movie. It had things happening that I found entertaining. Steamy. <laughs> a minus. Uh, I do want to say though, because we did watch Body Heat and Double Indemnity in the same week and they're very similar. Mm-hmm. Like it's clearly, it's not a true remake of Double Indemnity, but it's clearly based on it. Inspired total homage. By yes. Total homage. Uh, Double Indemnity is, a better film. And so I think that it should be higher on your list. Carla. Body Heat. Carla. Oh, I had Body Heat two notches higher than Double Indemnity, but I think you're right. Cause that was I the think film. Double, I think Double Indemnity did it first and did it better. Uh, but Body Heat's gonna stay on the list. I think it helps. Which it should. It holds up surprisingly well for a movie from 1981, probably cause it has that timeless feeling. Uh, I think I, I really like, uh, how it connects to the history of noir mm-hmm. and i i went into this one knowing that because i had taken off accidental tourist after the rewatch from that uh i was expecting maybe that this one did not hold up as well and i was pleasantly surprised that it did and i haven't watched accidental tourist in a long time so maybe i i need to revisit yeah interesting i think carla's main problem with accidental tourist was kathleen turner with yeah. the, with the characters specifically, but also that the performance not the main problem. There were a lot of problems. Okay, <laughs> I did not enjoy her performance in that. Though. I okay. might have a little um, sentimentality towards that movie because I believe I read the book first. Yeah, yeah. sometimes that happens. Where Wait, yeah, when you devote so much time to one, <laughs> well, the book is great story. Too. Well, uh, Jamie, while we have you, I mean, we might as well improvise a scene from the movie. <gasps> oh, right? I forgot about this part. Yeah. So how about? Uh, you want to play Maddie Walker? Yes. Maddie Walker. Okay. And then Carla, you're going to play Marianne, the friend. Okay. And we'll just pick it up at that gazebo moment then. At that gazebo moment when you just asked to F her? <laughs> Are you playing William Hurt? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll play William Hurt. Okay. Hey. Well. Hey, lady. Want to F? Oops, I already turned around. You saw my face. Oh, yeah, I don't know why I said that, because I can clearly see that you're not Maddie. This is embarrassing. I don't appreciate that you saw her face and still said that you wanted to F. Look, Maddie, I got, you know, I'm led by my dick. Uh, This is who I am. I told you I'm lazy, ugly, and horny. I mean, the answer is yes. I'd like you to meet my friend. Traddy Flocker. <laughs> this Tra- is Traddy. Traddy Flocker. She's an old friend of mine. I love to smoke cigarettes and sweat. Wow. I love to smoke cigarettes and sweat. I also enjoy cigarettes and sweating. I can smoke a cigarette out of my vagina. <laughs> well, I like Sharon Stone in that movie. Oh, you saw it? I did. Well, no, I, I've just heard about it. Well, should I get you two a couple glasses of champagne? You're really seeming to hit it off. <laughs> Taddy and I have known each other for years. Maddie, you're sweating all over me. <clears throat> well, that's because I'm standing over you during this heat wave. Ladies, ladies, please. What, you don't need to do this. Alligator! Yes, there's alligators everywhere. Watch out for them. And my... Chime. <laughs> well, that's... That's the worst sounding chime I've ever heard, man. I got it at the tourist shop at the airport. I was there with my horrible bastard husband. He's so rich. Well, should we, uh, we, should we head inside? We're kind of stuck outside here. No, the housekeeper's cleaning every room at once. Why have I never seen this housekeeper? I've never seen this housekeeper. She wears a mask over her face. She's the phantom of the house. Look, I can't get inside. It's locked. Use that chair. (laughs) 
<laughs> break the window. I feel so bad. I did that last week. You had to re- you had to call a guy to She's b- got replace a lot the glass. Of money. I have money and nothing but furniture that needs to be inside, but it's all outside. And the only way to get it in is throw it through the windows. Are you having an orgasm on your lawn right now? <laughs> Yes, you know I am, Taddy. <laughs> oh, Maddie. You know my O face. Wait a minute. Maddie Walker, Taddy Flocker. No relation. No relation. Taddy we Flocker. We have different last names. Oh, okay. Oh, Flocker. And first names. And Walker. We're different people. But we have similar bone structure and <laughs> teeth structure. Yes, we've both had three root canals. <laughs> but mine were up top. <laughs> mine were down bottom. <laughs> Just like we like to fuck. Teddy. Teddy <laughs> is a bottom. All right, scene. <laughs> I'm sorry I said the F word. Oh, Carla. <laughs> <laughs> that, you're saying that's worse than saying you were smoking out of your pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I said vagina. <laughs> Jamie, it was such a delight to have you that back That was a really good podcast. Kathleen Turner, by the way. I feel Thank like you should you. add that I'm to your SNL reel. Click. One click from her voice as it is. Uh, Jamie, this is going to drop on January 17th. What what do you got going on? You're what? looking at it, baby. <laughs> January 17th. I uh, where can don't see, know. Where can people see you in Los Angeles? Oh, I love that. Please come see me every Wednesday night at the iOS with my Herald team, Heyday. Heyday. And occasionally with the Armando at iOS. And then at Second City Hollywood with Mama's Boy and Office Hours. And you can always find me on Twitter <laughs> at Jamie, J-A-I-M like Mary E underscore Moyer. Awesome. Yay. And you recently did your first Spontaneous Nation. I think you've got another one coming out soon, too. I if, do. If I not already. I don't know when the second one comes out, but I the first one just came out one a little bit before Christmas. That was so fun. With we John Hodgman as the guest. Yes, and it's Perry's Nuthouse. Yeah, I listened to it, and it was a fantastic you episode. You did? Yes. Oh, thanks, Pam. You did. You did such a great it job on so it. And it was fun. And a great conversation with Paul and John as well. It's oh, a, it's, yeah. It was a really fun episode. Uh, Carla, I guess you're going to stay here in Portland. Yeah, weird. And I'm going to go back to Los Angeles. So weird. This is the last one we're recording up here in Portland. Uh, and also we've finished watching all our film noirs. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) We still have one more to talk about next week, though. Uh, this is yet another Best Picture nominee from 1974. I believe I have four nominees from that year we've already done lenny in the conversation we've got the godfather 2 coming up a little later but this movie is directed by roman polanski it was written by robert town perhaps the greatest screenplay of all time (laughs) it stars jack nicholson and faye dunaway and john houston and it's called chinatown i've never seen it oh i feel bad about that you should check it out i should check it out all right i'll do a chinatown if you do a basic instinct and we have two of our portland friends joining us Mm -hmm. uh we have novelist chelsea kane Mm -hmm. and her husband a film critic mark moyan yeah uh so uh we we had this conversation a few days ago and i can already tell you that it was really fun to do i got a little i got a little (laughs) feministy just you're being warned ahead of time carla you're you're entitled Already, I know the Double Indemnity episode has already aired, but, uh, we're, we're, I'm kind of following the, the tweets of people anticipating it. And somebody already wrote, uh, oh, Carla's not going to like that he calls her baby through the whole movie. For Double Indemnity. Yes, in Double Indemnity. Yeah. Um, we forgot to plug our show in February at the Seattle Improv Festival. We are coming to the Seattle Improv Festival, specifically Orange Tuxedo, Carla and I's, uh, improv duo. And it's the weekend of February 15th. Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day weekend. Yeah. So me and my heating pad will come come uh, think of you guys. <laughs> oh, I love your heating pad. So yeah, I'm very excited to return return to the Pacific Northwest and perform with my wife uh in Seattle. So Seattle peeps, uh please come out to the Seattle Improv Fest and see Orange Tuxedo. And Craig's listeners will join you in next week for Chinatown. Yay! Thanks for having me, babe. The list is an absolute good. The list is life. <laughs>